Joe presents Swanee's Cricket Show, together with Rubicon. Get up to much this weekend, mate? No, mate. Went to the cinema, actually, with kids. Oh, nice. The Toy Story, it's good. Yeah? You see Wimbledon? <sighs> Rog. I wanted Rog to win Amazing. that. British Grand Prix as well. Yeah, Hamilton, great win, great win. Oh, come on, lovely. Not like our son was there. No. I got some paint for the downstairs bog, though. Oh, what colour did you go for? Like a mauve. Mm. It's a bit different, but... Lovely. Should be all right. Can you hear that? What is that? It's coming from around here. Look at the boys, it's my turn. Sit down. Monty, get in here. Get in here, Mont. Straight away. No messing yeah. about. Barmy Army, where are the Barmy Army? Come on. I am absolutely shattered. <laughs> but welcome to Swanee's Cricket Show. I've got a right oh. How are we all feeling? Swanee, we'll start with you. I'm feeling magic. I feel <laughs> dreadful, but brilliantly dreadful. <laughs> oh, but uh, that smoke got in my eyes, so I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Classic. Monty, how are you feeling, mate? Oh, I feel great. We're World Cup champions. Come yeah. on! Come on! <laughs> and you lads, of course, you know, the, the life and soul of the stands and that. How are you feeling today? Delighted, but a little bit tired, let's be honest. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you go to bed, bother going to bed or not? No, straight here. Good luck. Well McDonald's breakfast straight here. <laughs> no. That's how they roll. Well, one of the things we were going to do today. Hang on a minute. I'm actually blowing out my back. Conger in. If anyone wants to invest, me and Bryce, we're going to do the new Conger fitness, right? Let's me, get on you, it. Me, you in the bar, me, I'm yeah. down the street, fit and fit. We've <laughs> said it here now as well, so no one can copy yeah, our idea and nick it. Uh, one of the things we were going to do today, guys, was we're going to recreate the moment that Joss Butler threw the ball through Steve Smith's legs to oh. get him out in the semi final, which is. An unbelievable moment, but it seems like ages ago, an absolute small fry after yesterday. I tell you, there's so much happened yesterday. I've never seen a game of cricket with so much bizarre goings on. Super over. Stokesy diving in, the ball in at his back, go for four. By the way, anyone who's having a go at that, if it goes to four, it's fair game. They didn't get up and run, did they? No. If, if Stokes had got up and started to run anyway, which you're allowed to do, it causes an absolute ruckus if anyone ever tries it. I've never screamed so loud in my life for a ball to go for four. I and, won't lie to you. And one of the amazing things about yesterday for me is the fact it was on free-to-air telly. We've spoken yes. about this on the show before. Yes. You know, oh, we should have cricket on free-to-air telly. We've had one of the most mental games ever yeah. on free-to-air telly. Surely kids seeing that are going to be taking imagine, up cricket. Imagine that's your first game of cricket. You're hooked for life, surely. Get more cricket... On free TV. Yeah, Come on, Monty. Yeah. 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 By the way, while Monty's here, I've got to say, Monty is the genius of this World Cup for me. Why? This is, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff that no-one knows about. Yeah. Monty's not had a ticket to any World Cup game. <laughs> He's always there before and going, all right, Swanny, can you get us in? And I went, mate, I ain't got any tickets. Within five minutes, this man is in full hospitality, sipping <laughs> champagne every single game. I reckon yesterday at the World Cup final, there was some fellow walking around, his wife left outside going, Nigel? Nigel? <laughs> and Monty's just doing his conga. <laughs> and, I, and I had the best uh, seat in the house while I was behind the bowlers. I'm 
No <laughs> way. <laughs> on, on full blag as well. Yes. Have you just blagged it all? All the way through? <laughs> all the way through. Tell me, up. at any point, if you go into the gate, gone. I said, I said, oh, I forgot my badge. I've just got to do an interview with Swanee. And they go, oh, yeah, go, go, go through, go through. Is that what you do? Yeah. Right, if you're watching the ICC security experts, that is bang out of order, all right? There was a bit of a WhatsApp uh, exchange amongst me, you and producer Sai. And it kind of summed up those final few minutes for the whole country. I can read it. So producer Sai, when the ball hit Stokes' bat and went for extra runs, three messages that said, fuck ing Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like it. It was just... I mean, honestly, the last hour of that game, so I was working in the media centre at Lords. I reckon I saw about ten balls live. There's a tiny little gap. If you walk in, you stand, there's a metal bar and then a metal sort of fence. Yeah. And there's a gap about a centimetre thick. I watched about ten balls from between the gap. And the rest of them, I was just chain-smoking outside the back of the media set. I don't even smoke. I took it up, you see. The WhatsApp uh, messages prove it, to be honest, because I messaged saying, this is mental, I can't take it, and then you just said, I'm currently hiding in a fucking stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a, tr- a true <coughs> reflection of what happened yesterday. It was. It was just... I mean, and every time there's a roar, you go down and like, see what it was. And then the, the one for me was the Trent Bolt catch because it was right down in front of the media stand. So it went up, it went up. And I could see him backpedalling, but I had no idea, not with the trajectory of the ball or anything. And as soon as he caught it, the whole ground went, oh, no. And all I saw was the catch stand straight on the rope and then got to go. Yeah. <laughs> but no one had noticed it. Like the whole ground was sort of going, oh, shit. We're going to try and go through it in chronological order. So we'll talk about that yeah. in more detail in a bit. But. Do you think that Kane Williamson made the right choice to bat first? Yeah. Now, I, d- I didn't think so all day, but having seen the way the game panned out, I think they got it. They didn't do a thing wrong, New Zealand. I swear to God. Oh, by the way, this joke, no Kiwis in the football, that's rubbish. We're not Australian. We don't rub it in. Produce <laughs> <laughs> the size sack for that. Um, <laughs> they couldn't have done anything wrong, anything better, and got, had more luck go against them. I mean, everything went against them on the day. No, I'm not bothered about it because I wanted England to win the World Cup and yeah. I'm delighted we have. But had that been Australia, it would have been the funniest thing I've ever seen. Diving, hit the bat and go for four. Imagine if that had been Steve Smith or David Warner chasing the ball down yeah. to the boundary. The that's that's the that. dream, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but no, New Zealand played really well. I thought if they'd bowled first, it would cause us no end of grief early on because of the over conditions. But yeah. they did anyway. Later on, they were still sweet. Trent Bolt is the only man in the world who can swing a white cricket ball consistently. He's brilliant. Fans' perspective now. Barmy Army over here. When New Zealand posted that score, how were you guys feeling? Did you think, ah, we've got enough in the locker to chase this down? Are we worried about the conditions, the pitch? I think we were a little bit cautious of chasing in World Cup finals, not easy. Anywhere over 220, 230 would be a decent score. Mm. And we we approved. Surely you're confident, though. Surely there's a bit of confidence. At the halfway stage. Right. Taking over in the singing and just bedlam from ball one. And the, the ten pints of lager helps. Yeah. Well. So a lot of people say it to be done in 25 overs. I was about to say, you know, the semi final, the Australian game. Obviously, there's two different ways to approach a short target. There's one, smash it everywhere like an edge bastard. That atmosphere must have been incredible that day. Unbelievable. It's the home of the Barmy Army, Edge Baston. We absolutely love going there. Everyone says they can't wait to get to Edge Baston to get behind the boys in that holly stand. It was absolute carnage from the first ball. And we smashed it, it everywhere as well. And that is a proper Barmy Army voice, but Yeah, I was about to yeah. say. That is the sound of the Barmy Army on tour. 14 hours straight, 14 hours straight. <laughs> Singing as they didn't stop till from yeah. Friday. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. It was such an exciting game at the end, but there were points in it where, I don't know about you, Swanee, and you, Monty, I thought, we're not going to do this. Owen Morgan, when he got out, that was a bad moment for me. 
I left the ground and checked into my hotel. And really? Said, yeah, just to, it was half an hour's excuse to get out of the ground. I couldn't watch it anymore. And then I came back. I was, I was honestly, I was in a park over the road, St John's Wood. <laughs> I don't know, I watched it on my phone. I could have been in the ground. I was like... And then in between, I'd click off and put Federer Djokovic on. By the way, Roger. Oh, no. Oh, that moment when at the back of the box... So I'm desperately nervous. I'm pacing up and down. And this bloke keeps coming up to me and goes, don't worry, Federer's broken back. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks, mate. Because he'd seen me on the tennis about two hours before this Indian media car. <laughs> so I had to play along with it. But then I was devastated about Federer, but I couldn't give my monkeys about the cricket. Oh, the cricket, mate, no problem. Six off two balls, no worries, mate. <laughs> oh, mental. Monty, you, you were in the ground. Um, of course he was. The, no like, ticket. Bla- blagged himself into the ground, I should say. What was the atmosphere like? Oh, it was just, you know, electrifying. It was amazing. I, I took some videos every moment when there was a key passage. I thought the key, you know, was between Joss Butler and um, Ben Stokes. Yeah. You know, when Johnny Bairstow got out, I thought, again, a bit nervous, so we could be losing this one. But yet again, superhero Ben Stokes. He's, he's a superhero, superman yeah. now. So he's... Um, is he, is he yeah. going to be, like, immortalised now, oh, forever? Think of his life. life two years ago to where it is yeah. now. It's a bit of a... And that's not exactly living a life on an even keel, is it? <laughs> no. Bristol Nick, World Cup hero. Yeah. I want to talk about the victory predictor. When um, <laughs> England needed 88 off of 60 balls, yeah. the win predictor had England with a 68% chance of winning. Yeah, I thought that was a, a walk in the park at that point. Really? Yeah. Still? The second Joss Butler got out, I went for the kid... <laughs> I thought that was it. <laughs> in the hour, no, 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 no. Salvi looked like he messed up his judgment as well, and he caught it. And I, I gave up at that point. That's when I got in the stairwell. I want to kind of pick the ex-pros' brains here. What would have the mentality have been like in that dressing room when you know, <clears> England were what was it four down? Well, if you notice on TV, go back and watch it. No one moved a muscle. Superstitious place. Even if you've got one superstitious player or coach. That is, it controls the change at that point. When Stokes and Butler were having that partnership, no one moved an inch, no one moved a muscle, mm. stay in the same seats. You know, if you need to pee, you pee your pants. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's Lords, I'll clean it up, they've got bleach and everything here. Um, yeah, everyone's superstitious. And you can see as the partnership goes on, the confidence quietly breathes in. You can hear the bar in the arm and they just get louder and louder. Yeah. People start believing. Start saying, we only need 40 or 36 balls. That's done every week these days. All of a sudden, that wicket goes, and it's in the tension. You could have cut it with a knife at that point. Yeah. And then when Wokesy got out as well, it's like, oh, my God. I know that you two, obviously, over the moon that England won, but let's, let's try and kind of be a tiny bit impartial for 30 seconds. Yeah. As bowlers, because New Zealand bowled spectacularly well, it has to be said, I thought they bowled really well. <clears> yeah. Did you feel a little bit for the New Zealand bowling attack, or were you just too gassed for England? I was too gas I do, I do feel sorry, not for the bowling attack so much, but for the things that did go wrong. Like Stokesy diving, hitting his bat and going for four. You, know, you don't wish that on anyone, but it's funny if it happens to a team you don't like. Right. You obviously stand up and you apologise. There's a thing in the paper today saying, I'll be forever saying sorry for that. There's one guy, Brian Waddle, who works for TMS, who was fuming, saying he's done that on purpose, he's dived in the way of the ball, went once. If he's done that on purpose, he's the best batsman ever to play any game. Without looking at the ball from 100 yards away, dive and knock it for four. Genius. They were genuinely unlucky. Jason Roy, very first ball. Should have been, I'd have given that out at full speed. Looked absolutely plum LB. And then it was given not out, so yeah. he got away with it. Things like that. So, 
Yeah, they didn't have the rub of the green Kiwis. And I, I feel for them because I love New Zealand. I lived there for a bit and I absolutely love the place. It's a gorgeous country. You should go. I don't work for New Zealand Tourist Board, <laughs> but a little place in Queenstown would be nice. I won't lie to you. Just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I fell for them a bit. But, you know, we're right. going to the World Cup, so who gives a shit? Well, we've, we've kind of got a bit of a bowling alliance here today. You know, we've got you two but we've also got somebody who is an expert. If you notice, there's an empty chair next to Monty, someone who is an expert. It's not going to be empty for long. Yeah, when it comes to <laughs> pace bowling, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Sir Curtly Ambrose on Yay! the show. Come on, get him here. Yes. Come on. You know, one of the things I love about doing this show... Go on. Get Curtly Ambrose on. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable stuff. Pace and bounce, pace and bounce. I think we should, we should jump straight into it with you, Curly. You, you're impartial here. Who did you think was going to win the game before the toss? I thought England had a better chance. I think they got a better overall team. And in the batting, they really bat deep. And I thought they kind of formed their way in. I figured England would have won it. I wouldn't say easy, but I thought that they had the edge. It was a great final. I really enjoyed it. And I don't watch cricket a lot, but I was fixed to the television. I didn't yeah. go to Laws. I didn't really... You could have it. had my ticket, mate, because it was awful for an England fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I was there, but at the time, I would have given anything to be anywhere else. Yeah, but um, I really watched it, and it was a fantastic final. Yeah. What was everyone here thinking? Again, you guys can jump in, Mont jump in. Just, this is a free-for-all, this show yeah. today, because we won the World Cup. But what was everybody <laughs> thinking when... 12 balls remaining, 24 runs needed. What was your initial thought? No, that was... I, I was looking at... I think it was 38 off 16 or, or something like that. Yeah. And I was looking at... We haven't hit a boundary for ages here. And I thought this is just going away. And then Stokes, he stepped across and he hit a fourth in the leg side. That was the first time I realised I was so invested in that game. I jumped up and punched Cher in the media. But I had to apologise <laughs> twice in the box. At one point, you know when Joffre bowled that first ball of the super over? Yeah. And it was given a wide. But the batsman, Nisham, had stepped across the offside... And it was given a wide, and I just yelled out, F off, F off, twice <laughs> at the top of my voice, as if I was in with the Barmy Army instead. And then I looked up and realised there's every journalist from the world's cricket media were there, and there's this lady from South Africa, and I said, I'm dreadfully sorry about my language, thinking she'd just go, Oh no, never mind. And she went, So you should be. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, so I had to find another part of the box to watch through a little bar. <laughs> I was so invested in that game. And Jimmy Anderson was in the box as well when they won. He knows my best mate, yeah. he was working for Team S. Just, we were sprinting up and down like little kids, like giving the big Roy the Rovers <laughs> like this. Oh, mate. Curtly, did you, did you ha have any sympathy for the, the New Zealand bowlers? I've asked these two already. and they, they, Swanee kind of said he didn't feel sympathy for them. But <coughs> not for the bowl bowlers. Yeah. For the team, I do, but not necessarily for the bowlers. But well, did you have uh, sympathy for the bowlers? In terms of, well, I'm always very partial to fast bowling, you know, because I hate batsmen. Because <laughs> 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 the game is too easy for them these days. Yes, you know, so I'm always on the fast bowling side or the bowler side, for, you know. So generally, I'm neutral. What I was quite happy to see was a fantastic final. And I wanted both England and New Zealand in the final because I'm tired of seeing Australia winning all the time. Yes, here, and here. Never, none of the two teams have ever won the World Cup. So we need a fresh winner you know, to make the game more interesting for the next four years. Right, we'll get to the final two overs, the Trent Bolt catch that never was, the Stokes miracle, the champagne super over and everything else shortly. But you're watching and listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe together with Rubicon. This week, the TKO boys have been down in Loughborough with Dillian White ahead of his world title eliminator this Saturday. Here's his trainer, Mark Tibbs. Good Tibbs, been it has been challenging, you know, it has been challenging working with him, but when someone gives you your heart and soul and you can see potential in them, 
more than potential. And we've trained on our own for a few years now, really on our own, up here. We had a place around the corner, and uh, I've learned about Dillian by being alone with him, and probably learned about myself. But the thing is, um, when you click together, yeah, I understand his art, his style, I know his heart, but he loves to have a fight. That's Mark Tibbs with Dillian White on this week's TKO. This, however, is Swanee's Cricket Show. I'm Nick Bright, along with Graham Swan. Oh, yes. And England have won the World Cup! Come on! Come on! Uh, my guests are this week are West Indian bowling legend Curtly Ambrose oh, over there, England spinner Monty Panasar's here, and the boys from the Army as well. Wow. I mean, I'll tell you what I'm going to say about this. A lot of people, this is Nash's summer. I'm the biggest Test cricket and Ashes fan. And yet, this World Cup has properly captured me, not just because of England winning it. Obviously, if they hadn't won it, I'd still be thinking it was a great tournament. But what this could do for cricket in England genuinely excites me because if, if a lot of kids did see that for the first time, I cannot get over how good a game that was. Yeah. My phone was going bonkers yep. with people who I didn't even know watched cricket. My wife said, I've no idea what's going on here <laughs> like, with the Super Bowl. I, mean, I, know, I don't remember this when I was sat with Daniela Anderson. <laughs> I was going, I have to explain, no, this is actually a new rule. And my kids are in the background. My little girl today, Charlie, who's six, she said, the cricket was amazing yesterday, Daddy. She's never watched a ball of cricket in her life. She couldn't really? remember monkeys. She's got lovely action, though. She's showing me on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's absolutely enthralled by it. So what it could do for cricket, I'm genuinely excited about. Swanny, you mentioned superstitions inside yeah. the dressing room. You know, nobody moves <laughs> and all the rest of it. But just how nervous would those England players have been in the dressing room? Owen Morgan, the skipper. Like, what would he have been thinking about? I can't speak for uh, all those guys, because they'd, they'd have been... You know, they'd have been bogging themselves they think they've thrown it away. Because he didn't look like it, though. That's the thing. He's he looks cool. very calm. He's cool, calm and collected. What I do can relate to is people like Chris Wokes. Scores some useful low-order runs, but he's next in in a World Cup final and he knows he's going to have to bat with, like, 30 or 15 balls. So that was a situation mm. that I'd have been in, like, number eight, number nine batsman, and I would have been feeling sick as a parrot at that point. You just don't. You're desperately hoping that the boys in the middle do it for you. <laughs> you know, you, you can only... Mess it up. <laughs> you say that, but you, you were quite handy. And also, I know I was, you know, but I, didn't, I wouldn't have wanted to back there. The pressure would have been way too... would have made me feel dreadful. Well, speak, so I felt for the tail end. Well, I was just about to go there. Speaking of pressure for the tail end, Liam Plunkett, he played a huge role, didn't he? played he? a couple of nice ones. I'd have sent in a Dil Rashid a lot earlier than that. Really? Yeah, I'd have got Dylan. He's a better player than those boys, but because he's not physically as big, they like they sent like Archer and Plunkett because they sit where they can clear the boundaries. Yeah. But Adil was a much better player. When, when Adil didn't walk out to bat, I was going, oh, I made a mistake, I made a mistake. I'm <laughs> nervous about everything. Yeah. It's terrific. Um, Curtly, have you ever been in a, a, a scenario that's quite as pandemonious as this? The one that comes to mind was a test match, West Indies versus Australia in Barbados, you know, when Brian Larry made at 153. You know, only had myself and Courtney to come. And we still needed quite a few. And, of course, Australia thought it's all over. But, you know, I kind of fancy myself as a bit of a batsman, <laughs> you know. So I went out to bat and Lara was saying to me that he's going to give me one delivery every over. And, of course, I said, no, I object. I said, like, I can handle this. Don't worry about me. He said, no, no, no. And, you know, it went well for a while, you know. And I stood there for a good while then. The first time I had to face six deliveries, I was gone the first ball. <laughs> <laughs> so he was quite right, you know. I gave Courtney five deliveries to survive. And I was like, oh, God, I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't trust Courtney, really. And he survived, and he survived, and then we won the game. So it was very tense, you know, but um, you can't really show your nervousness. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you get your position, 
extra boost. Yeah. I went out there looking confident, even though I was like, it's going to be tough, you know? <laughs> ben McGuire and yeah. Gillespie, two great bowlers. So I, I looked macho and all that, but inside I was like, I love the mental side of cricket, kind of all the all the kind of pretending you're confident. Well, you're I, I got asked about Joffrey Archer at the end, saying like, "Bet you'd give me anything not to be in that situation." As a bowler, I would want to be bowling that over rather than not really going out at the end. What I was struggling with yesterday, I can't affect anything on that game whatsoever. It's like being a passenger in a car with your wife driving. I mean, you know she's going to kill everyone sooner or later and you don't want to be today. <laughs> so you can't affect it and it's horrible. But if you're driving yourself, you know everything's safe. You're in control. You know what I mean, though? So as a bowler, I'd want to be bowling the over. I wouldn't want to be at deep mid wicket or deep cover. Can I just say that I think women are great drivers? <laughs> just, that is, I didn't say women, I said my wife. <laughs> we all know what you were getting at, Swanee. I mean, I, mean, I agree with Swanee, you know? I mean, <laughs> Sexist as well! Yeah, yeah, not, 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 not with the driving part, but with the one to bowl. Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, I get more nervous if I'm not bowling, yeah. hoping that the bowler can get the job done. If I got a ball in my hand, I feel that like I can do it. Give me the ball yeah. and let me do it. It's Win all, or lose, I think I can. It's all about control, isn't it? That's why yeah. a lot of people are afraid of flying, I guess, because, you know, they're not in control of the plane. Yeah, and also, it, it, planes tend to kill everyone on board. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, There's see many people when the engine goes... Don't talk about that. Yeah. I'm travelling in two days, yeah? Let's <laughs> forget about this plane thing. Let me just say, I don't know if I've ever said this on, on air before, but this is one of my favourite things about travelling in India once. A new airport in, like, a little backstop of India, playing a one-day series... And there's this brand new airport being built. It was honestly, it was still gleaming. <laughs> and there's a load of Indian people there who had their first ever air ticket. And they're just walking through, they haven't got a clue what to do with the gates and everything. They've got TVs up showing like various things. Air crash investigation. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, air crash investigation. Press was going, what, what are they showing that for? <laughs> and just, these Indians who've never flown before just suddenly go, <laughs> I told you, Swanee's got a story for everything. He really does. Uh, Monty, I want to bring you back in and let's try and take it back to yesterday's game, away from random airports in India. Um, what were you thinking at the point when Trent Bolt called that Stokes six, but at the, at the time everyone thought Stokes was going to be out, and then he trod on the rope? What were your thoughts at that point? Yeah, when it um, took that catch, I thought, game over, that's it. New Zealand are going <clears> to <throat> win the World Cup, but. You know, Trent Bolt, he obviously uh, didn't realise that there was a rope there and suddenly... It was just, he, he, could he didn't realise how close he was to the rope. Well, no, he, he, yeah. he just couldn't stop it because, yeah. you see, he, he got set to take it and he's like, oh, no, I've got a backpedal, I've got a backpedal. Because it went a lot further than you yeah. think. When you yeah. see the actual connection, I think that's he's mm. take ten yards in off the rope. Mm. Why did he step on the wall when he played against New Zealand? That last <laughs> exactly. It would have been West Indies in the final. Yeah, probably. That was another thing, though. You know, like, with, with what Carlos Brathwaite did to yeah. Ben Stokes in the World 2020 final yeah. a couple of years ago. I was thinking that when we went, went out to bowl. Stokesy, you were... Fancy a go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Seriously, yeah. Well, Stokes, he did say, actually, in the, on the, one of the TV interviews after, I don't know if you've seen it, because obviously you were at the ground and you were having a lovely time, but uh, he, he said that he backed Joffre all the way, having been, you know, yeah. absolutely slaughtered in the last over of the World T20. And he said, look, it doesn't define you. And Joffre had done an interview and said, like, he really appreciated Stokes. He put his arm around him and, uh, and yeah. saying that. Because it can go a long way, can't it? Yeah. He's a new, He's a young player, new mm -hmm. in the side, and... 
Now he's Serge Offer Archer, surely. Uh, there's a few knighthoods. If Cookie can get knighted for just nicking 15,000 to five leg, I mean, surely Owen Morgan deserves one. Yeah. Oh, think about all the Brexit fans, by the way. <laughs> We've got seven immigrants in this team. Hey! <laughs> I, I, I thought Brexit didn't feature in this show, Swanny. Just to make his mind up. Cut that bit out. <laughs> They're serious, though. Brexit goes through. Do half the team have to give their medals back? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy who makes the decision, unfortunately. <coughs> I'm pro-Europe, you don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Thanks, Mum. Right. <laughs> 15 off the final six balls. That's where we were at. Curtly, what would have Trent Bolt been thinking? You're going to be a bit nervous. I'm going to say he wasn't. I wouldn't believe that because that's about how good you are. You know, situations like that, you tend to feel a little bit nervous. Not that the car get the job done, but you know, all the pressure and you gotta get it right. So yeah, the nerves are creeping. The first two balls were dot balls as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so, tries to win them and turn them down. So it's fifteen off four. And when you think that he missed the slot, that was a great six to go down on one knee, basically sweep the seam of the six. Yeah, that was a great was, yeah. shot. That was the one where you saw Bolt was panicking yeah. a bit. I mean, the last ball, looking back on it, Stokes, he batted unbelievably well. The last ball of the game, because it decided he was just going to get batted and try and leg two. I'm sure when he went to bed last night, he thought, why not just sit that out of the ground? Because <laughs> it was an EI full toss. Yeah. And, of course, you don't want to get out. And the last thing you do, oh, eyes open up and cock it up and get out and lose the game. But it could have been anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah that, was... that surprised me a little bit. It was a full toss. And, I mean, with someone like talk, I thought he would have smacked it on the ground. ground. We played it safe. Let me try and get two at least. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I would have gone for the big one. Yeah. You know, but... Shit or bust. Death or glory. (laughs) Well, this leads us in nicely to to the Stokes miracle, then. That's that's what we're calling it. (laughs) Has anyone here ever seen anything like it? You guys seen anything like that before? No. (laughs) I've I've never seen that. I've never seen that. You know, sometimes you hit the bat or the the, the player, you may get one, maybe two. But for that to race to the bowling for four, that really was a nail in the coffin for New Zealand. Apparently, a lot of Australian media saying, oh, got the rules wrong, should have been five, not six. Shut up. <laughs> well, did you know at that point, because you were in the ground, did you understand? Because a lot of people have been kind of... When it happened, they were like, I don't know, is it, is it, is it six runs? Is it four runs? What's, what's going on? Did you know what was going on? No, I didn't know what was going on. I, I, yeah, I, Monty I, didn't know what was going on when he was bowling up. the time. Yeah. <laughs> How many wickets have we got? Seven, Monty. You're doing really well. Great. Yeah. What, was, what, was the, what, what, what was the crowd like around you? Was everyone kind of asking, like, what's going on? What, what does that mean? What's happening? Yeah, everyone was really confused. No one knew, no one knew what was going on, and uh, it was basically they thought that. Firstly, they thought, oh, have uh, have we lost the match when it tied because of you know wickets or boundaries or whatever. But then everyone realised it was going to a super over, and then when it went to a super over, they were like thinking, oh, was has, it, has got to, was got it to so, make the ground? Was it told around the ground that they needed sixteen because of the boundary count? Was that was that common knowledge yeah, in the ground? Out. Like before you play the game, the teams get told like in the event of this, this will happen. In the event of that. It's, I think it's just they come down to like right because if they'd said right whoever won the game yeah, between I mean, these teams in the group stage England would have won I, whoever I reckon, it's like I reckon they need to change that rule because I mean if you end up with fifteen end up with fifteen and you score two sixes out of scoring yeah. boundaries we're still fifteen yeah I mean another super over oh, you won another one of course I mean, look at look at basketball you got overtime, overtime double so. overtime triple overtime football you got penalty shootout. And if I have the six penalties, that's the legal, then one you thing, continue. Yeah, one they thing that they cannot then. ever do is get to bowl a bowl out. Because I've been involved in bowl outs when they're rubbish. You no, see no, people no, 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 yeah. you see people who aren't paid for a living trying to hit one stump 
under pressure. It's just a joke. No, 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 nil, no, nil no, for no, ages. No, no, no. It's like watching kids trying to take a conversion from the Arfado. This is never happening, is it, lads? Curtly, I, I couldn't have took another super over. It's all went, and the neutral saying it. I could. Okay, okay, the thing is, suppose now we're level with the score. We both have the same amount of boundaries. Then where do you go after that? There'd have been a, a rule. There would have been some something that says if boundaries are the same, something else. Yeah. Less wickets. I don't know. But I don't know. Super is nice. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. People but... keep mocking it. It's a. It's a. <laughs> It's a working. Yeah, they need to look at it a little bit. We're, We're not lucky, this one. Yeah, thank you. Right. They need to look at it again, you know. I mean, if you get 15, I get 15. It doesn't matter if you hit a bone or not. It's still 15, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. but yeah. we can only sell it in hindsight. You know, the rules are getting ready, so. Crosswords. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming just, up with anything just, now. It's like fingers on the buzzers. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tip, but... I won tipping point last week, by the way. It's coming on your screen soon. Make sure you don't miss it. <laughs> To be fair, if it was finger on the buzzer... It's going to go next to my mastermind trophy. <laughs> oh, so, so that's still safe. that, Rocket. <laughs> if, if, if it was finger on the buzzer, this man would be handy to have in your dressing room, in your team. Um, Monty, when that six was hit, did you think it was over? When yeah, New Zealand yeah. hit the six, did you think that's England it, was game over. New Zealand won this, and uh, yet again, England choke it in the final, but that didn't happen. It was, you know, something... Well, it was in seven or four, wasn't it, yeah. after that? And then I was I was walking, you know, of Leicester Leicester Square, and then I thought there'll be some England plans, you know, join in with the party or something like that. It was Al Algerians. Oh, because of the because of the, uh, Nigeria. Yeah. And I was like, where are all the English fans? You're the wrong square. We, we've it's Trafalgar Square there. Right? No, I was at Leicester Square. <laughs> yeah, you were at the wrong square. Yeah, I was at the wrong square. But no, I wanted to be at Leicester Square to see all the English fans. You know, they must be walking around the street, not just Trafalgar Square. They've got to be everywhere in London. We've won the World Cup. What's going on? Why aren't people on the streets partying? I can assure you, we were. They no. were. Yeah. It's just, it's just we're a multicultural capital, man. Algeria have every right to celebrate. Leicester Square, as we did in Trafalgar Square, Mon. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> Mon, you should have just tweeted this lot. Yeah, you should have come with us. Just, just tweeted this lot. Uh, Swanee, how did you react when that sickness hit? I got nervous, to be honest. I didn't think it was over. The, the one for me, the, the ballsiest move that whole over was the bumpery bowl with, I think, <clears> three <throat> off two balls. Mm -hmm. And I said, whack a unit in the back of the box, and I was nervously pacing up. And he went, You're right, Swanee. And I went, I wouldn't mind having you bowl at this point. I said, What about a bouncer whacker? because he's not expecting it. Mm. And he said, yeah, but it's just too risky, because there's no one... It didn't top-edge anything, the game's over. Mm -hmm. I went, yeah, well, that's why you're the fast bowler and I'm the spinner. And he bumped him, yeah. and I like, got away with it. I was like, whack, I told you! Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, if you didn't get it right, it could have made me wider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. There's so many risks involved. Of that course. was a ballsy yeah, manoeuvre. Yeah, so... It's quick but, as well. But, yeah, but it, it worked. Yeah. Worked, yeah. Well, actually, it leads me on to my, my next point I wanted to ask you, Curtly, which was about the wide, first ball wide. Mm. Did, did you think it was a wide? Did you think it was a, very harsh um, on him? It was marginal. It could have gone either way. You know, yeah. so he you stepped play, over to the yeah, outside. It could have never gone won. either way. You know, it was marginal. Um, never what, in a month of Sunday. How it was summed up for me is um, I can't remember who was on comms at the time because by now I'm just I'm pacing around my yeah. my. my it's Ian Smith. Yeah. yeah, it was and, the most pro New Zealand commentary. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But but I, I remember he said can do anything but bowl a wide now. Yeah. Don't bowl a wide. And then he bowled a wide. I was yeah. like, oh, the writing's on the wall here. We're going to, as Monty said, we're going to choke. We're going to blow it. And then Joffrey Archer, what would have been going through his mind from fellow pace bowler over there? What would have been going through Joffrey Archer's mind when he stepped up for that super over? Well, first of all, you got to stay calm. Because you start thinking too many things, then it could go horribly wrong. So you got to stay calm. He looked calm. He did, yeah. But I don't think he was as calm as he looked. But that's the, that's the way, that's the picture you got to portray. Mm. Think about the one thing you want to do. How hard would it be having not bowled for like three and a half hours for him? Because he just came out of bowled 
It was his first over, basically, wasn't it? And yeah, Bolt, it, it, would have been hard. Just fit, um, it would have been hard because the body is cold, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So even though he had a few warm-up deliveries, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Because the warm-up is, is totally different than running into ball, you know, and, and the kind of pressure you're under as well. So it would have been very hard for him. But I think he kept his composure quite well. And even when he was struck for that six, he didn't look ruffled, mm. which was the key. And in the end, he, you know, England won it. I've got something for you, Curtly, actually, because Joffrey Archer, when he was growing up, you were mm. his hero. You were, he, really? Yeah, yeah, he really looked up to you. So, okay. so, so, well, I'm told you he looked up Basically, I feel like it'd be nice if you could give him a message. What would you say to Joffrey Archer if he was here now? I would just say two words. Well done. Yeah, there you go. Come on. From one fast to another, well done. Oh, look at that. That's nice. That's nice. Right, let's let's fast forward then to the final delivery. Sensational fielding from Jason Roy on the bounce, perfectly for Butler, and it had to be perfect, right. didn't it? You know, Sir Jason, yeah. I've been blowing smoke up his backside for weeks. <laughs> I've, I've loved Jason Roy. When he misfielded on the offside, every bit of bowler in me came out. I hated his gut. I was like, <laughs> I wished ill on him and his. What a turncoat! Honestly, I was like, Jason, why? I'm getting so simple, just one simple. And then when he did it, I love you, Jason. Never doubt you. Never doubt you. But he did well because he took his time. It's a short boundary. When you're uphill at Lords, you're running down to the ball because of the slope of the ground, and so it's very easy to like pick the ball out and you almost sent up to mesh your throw up. No, to go high over the yeah. keeper's head. And so we really took his time. He made sure he got it in his hands first and foremost. And it wasn't the greatest throw in the world, direction-wise, because Joss had to step out yeah. and then dive in. But he got the bounce exactly right. You, know, you don't want to throw a half-fall in there and hit the stick. He got the bounce exactly right. And it was pandemonium. It really was. Barmy Army, did you know in the stands when the bells were taken off by Butler, did you know immediately that, that England won the game or did you have to kind of wait for the review to be, to be sure? The ground, they, yeah, they, they, they did review. We, we were at square leg. Like, well. Right, OK. Right. OK, the good, perfect. Yeah. perfect. You can tell by the players' reactions, yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone just sprinted off. Well, everyone yeah. went together and Joffa was on his own, just belly sliding. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and Stokes just fell onto his, on his backside yeah. and all, didn't he? Know, he just yeah. kind of was there by himself. Like. But it was a really inspiring... England performance, a great yeah. game, and we've already said it, but what a great advertisement for cricket. We couldn't get any better than that, could we, Barmy Army? Fantastic. As, as well, for the not just people watching on telly, but any kids or fans that are actually lucky enough to be in the stadium to yeah. witness that. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. The atmosphere at the end, like, it was carnage. We loved every minute, and hopefully that does inspire the next generation. Like and just think one. now, everyone will want a replica shirt, and that idiot at New Balance only ordered a thousand at well, the start of the World Cup. <laughs> luckily, for I them, mean, it's funny. luckily for them, there's Barmy Army t-shirts available. Oh, oh hey, hey. World Cup winners t-shirts. BarmyArmy.com. And I'm not. We're allowed to do it. It's my show. I'm having one. <laughs> World Cup winners. Can you get your own name and number on the back? You can. You can. It won't be trust. <laughs> right. It certainly was a fantastic final. One that we remember for a long, long time. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I mean, and it, as, I, as I just said, it's exactly what cricket needed. We, it's, it's so coincidental because, you know, earlier on in the tournament, we've been talking about it on this show that although, you know, Sky have been doing a great job at covering cricket, the numbers haven't been good, which isn't good for the game. Now we've seen a, a massive final on mainstream yeah. television. You've got to say, that, I mean, well done to Sky for actually doing yeah. it. They didn't have to. Dave Richardson from the ICC, he was massively into it. He was 
lobbying for it. So yeah. good on yeah. him. Oh, of course. Right, before we go, we are diving into Rubicon's Urban Cryptionary, a celebration of the weird and wonderful terminology used in the world of cricket. Each week, we give Swanee some cricket in terminology, and he's going to come up with a story to match. Now, there's only one place to start this week. Yeah. Super over. A super over, basically the greatest over ever in the history of cricket. Ben Stokes, living legend. You know the story. Yep, yeah, so Ben, that is the best game of cricket I've ever seen. Whenever people turn around and say Super Over now, you just know you're on about England. Yeah. World Cup winners. Unbelievable. The bolt. The bolt. Many people will say it's taking the catch on the boundary, stepping on it. I'm going to say, I'm going to be nice to Trent Bolt, the only man who can consistently swing a white kookaburra ball. What a bowler. What a World Cup he had. And it's a shame he had to be on a losing team. He's too nice sometimes. <laughs> the Stokes miracle. The Stokes miracle. From rags to riches. <laughs> Shit house to penthouse. <laughs> ben Stokes is my hero. I've always loved Ben Stokes. And he, yesterday, he's like the nation's hero now. And he kept his cool. He played like a legend. And he didn't have to bowl the last over. Thank God. God Stokes. God Stokes. And last but not least, the butler did it. Well, just butler. He's had a terrible World Cup with the bat from his standards. He came in, he batted like a genius yesterday. When he got out, I thought, the butler has done it. I hate you, butler. <laughs> um, but he was just brilliant. And then taking the ball in the end. I think it was quite fitting that you know, one of the senior players who's been part of this revolution of English one-day cricket was there at the end to take the ball, nip the bells off, and then just sprint off in... It was great. It was Everyone just... going in different directions. Yeah, we don't know what to do. Everything about it. Everything about it was wonderful. Right, that is oh. it for this week and for our World Cup editions. Thank you to Sir Kurtley Ambrose. Good Come day. on. Monty Panasar, who's, yes, who's gone, he's not here. Yeah. The Barmy Army. Yeah. We'll be back yeah. in a couple yeah. of weeks' time with the Ashes. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. You've been listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe. Together with Rubicon.